Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode seven of the Better Me, Better Us podcast. My name is Vicky. And my name is Hayley. Good to be with you. These months absolutely fly by, don't they? And we're back here recording again. Um, absolutely. I feel like we've been having this conversation recently about Christmas and I can't remember if it was our most recent podcast or it was last year because it's all seemed to have merged at the moment. And I think from October half term, as soon as Halloween and bonfire are out the way, bonfire night, that is, it's the countdown for Christmas, isn't it? It is. Probably has been on everybody's mind quite a bit for quite a long time. Yeah. And thinking of some of the conversations that we've been having recently, we thought we would carry on from the conversation that we started last month, but looking and thinking specifically about safeguarding during the festive period. Um, what comes up for you, Hayley, in your current role? What do you think you're likely to see or what have you seen in previous years? So in my current role, which is slightly different, as you know, so I'm working with um, more of the professionals uh, within the children's services role. What I am seeing is potentially schools that are very worried um, about children that may be going off soon for the Christmas. And there may be an increase in actually some of the contacts that I'm having and referrals that I'm um, receiving because some children that attend the schools that um, obviously professionals work at mm-hmm. may be struggling at this uh, particular time of year. So the festive period, um, you know, it, it's triggering something. It may be an anniversary of something or it's just difficult for all sorts of reasons. That's then being shown in behaviours that are being quite difficult that may mean that some of the responses from the adults caring for those children has been different which has resulted in more referrals to my service, which is allegations against professionals. So I think even taking into consideration an increase in referrals to my service, it still links to what's going on for for children um, at this time of year or or certainly a a certain cohort of children with, with some experiences. And even just from what you shared there, it shows, doesn't it, that safeguarding isn't we will not find it in just certain families certain geographical areas it can happen and does happen as we see regularly in all sorts of families and situations so it's something that needs to be on everybody's radar and like you just said and something I see a lot of is we know that this festive period is such a difficult time for many and because of those pressures people are more dysregulated and they have a shorter fuse and their responses are probably not responses, they're reactions, aren't they? And they're yeah. not a, a regulated, um, rational response to their children. It is a reaction that sometimes isn't the safest or most appropriate. And they might regret it afterwards or think, oh my goodness, I should have done that differently. But yeah. it still happened and things have escalated to that situation. And I think for those individuals, those families that know that this time of year is difficult and triggering for many different reasons, it's recognizing that it's learning from previous Christmases, what worked well, what didn't, what are likely to be some of the triggers and risks and preempting that, isn't it? And yeah, being forward thinking. Yeah. And I, I guess in, in all the various roles that you've had and the various roles that I've had, don't avoid the issue because when we avoid the issue, that's when it escalates and mm-hmm. a much bigger issue then in, in, in occurs, doesn't it? Um, which puts potentially everybody at more risk, whatever that looks like in your particular situation or family. 
And there's something about assumptions, isn't there? I think because it is such, um, or people are really cautious of anything safeguarding related, aren't they? That people make assumptions that, oh, I don't need to have a conversation with that person or that family because someone else will be, or they'll have learned from how it went last Christmas. So my assumption is they'll know to do it different this year and to not drink as much or to not see that family member or to plan their holidays differently to budget for that so that they're not they haven't run out of money and things like that towards the end of the holidays yeah absolutely never make those assumptions always check in with people to make sure that things are in place um and I guess just go back to your first question to me what sort of things are you saying maybe an increase of or a a trend or pattern of at this festive period given your role as a therapist I think this time of year, especially when I think of adoptees, is extremely difficult for adoptees and adopters, isn't it? Because it's Mm -hmm. a reminder of those that aren't there. For lots of young people that I work with, they give thoughts of birth families. Are they thinking of me? Do they remember me? I wish I was with them. I miss them. There's a lot of very mixed, big feelings that play out. And consequently, there's some very big emotions and big behaviors that are happening in the home. And it's I guess and with lots of clients at this time of year I'm doing lots of and how will we know when people are regulated what will it look like if people's strong brain switches off yeah what can we do to preempt and support that because I do worry that lots of um, young people that I work with their trauma has been in the home in connection with a parent or parental figure and actually this festive period if we think of schools schools are shut for two weeks so that's yeah. two weeks of and let's hope we haven't got snow for the whole two weeks, potentially being trapped at home altogether. There are some big behaviours and big feelings coming out. And with that comes that secondary trauma. And I guess, and I know this is a conversation we've been having recently, how we we communicate safeguarding um, risks and concerns, because actually talking about a parent being neglectful or having disproportionate responses is that abusive or is that a result of secondary trauma yes Mm -hmm. how it looks the child might not be dissimilar but actually the motive behind it is very different and when we look at it if we see it through a different lens we're going to respond to it so differently and go in and support as opposed to being really punitive and yeah coming in from a different stance yeah and safeguarding we know that safeguarding is difficult at all the times and there's a couple of things I want to pick up on there that, that you talked about and big feelings and and feelings are so heightened during the festive period, aren't they? Whether they be of joy and happiness and giddiness, for want of a better word, for some people, to the other extreme, where actually if you're hurting, it, it seems to open that wound and you hurt even more because you're seeing all of these joyous messages and people around you and, and that's not your experience. Um, and we know that when hurt people are hurt, they tend to hurt people, which is why mm-hmm. we see, and it's a fact, and research will tell us that actually during the festive period, safeguarding referrals do increase. Um, as as social workers, when we bo- were both practicing as social workers, um, coming in after the festive period was always a bit of a, of what am I going to come into because of the, you know, what's come into the duty box? Because mm-hmm. it's such a difficult time of year. And sometimes that manifests itself in dangerous behavior. And so we have to recognize that as professionals, but also bring our lens of compassion and understand what does this time of year mean for everybody? So it's such a juggle, isn't it? Um, And if you are a professional, actually, while we're talking about professionals, particularly those um, of our colleagues that work within schools, 
Um, you know, I've talked about you maybe seeing an increase in some of those difficult behaviors. Um, also, if you are worried about what children are, are going to be experiencing when school is shut, are you in a position to be able to have some sort of conversation with that child, with that young person, with somebody that's able to create some level of, of safety or stability for that child so that they, they've got a sense of hope going into those holidays? It's that safety planning, isn't it? And I was smiling then, not that anybody would be able to see this podcast, <laughs> um, but smiling then because how many times before before the end of a school term do, and I'm not trying to generalise or make assumptions here, but people's level of worry increases and they're like, oh my goodness, I need to put a referral into social care because I am worried about this child or young person over the Christmas break, over the summer holidays, over whichever holidays. And don't wait to just pass it on to someone else because actually it's using that relationship, isn't it? Bringing it back to the relationship. If you have a relationship with that child, young person or family, work with them to put yeah, that yeah. plan in place. You know them, you know their strengths. Draw on that. Yeah, yeah. And and again, you mentioned looking through different lenses earlier on. If I look through a different lens, because I remember having a conversation similar to this with a, with a, a school colleague um, who told me I wasn't waiting, sitting on any information. It was actually the last day of term that that child became so dysregulated yeah. and actually felt that they needed to disclose something uh, prior to them going home because they actually, it dawned on them, I'm going home for two weeks. I'm not going to be coming into school every day. Um, so again, it's those it's those balances, isn't it? And mm -hmm. we always talk about this remaining curious and keeping all of those hypotheses in your mind. Um, and again, bringing compassion and empathy to the table, no matter what it is that you are dealing with and seeing in that safeguarding world as well. Definitely. Uh, and being mindful that at the moment, that energy crisis and food poverty, like there is going to be so real. much stress and pressure in these yeah. homes over, over Christmas. And yeah, it's, it's that linking people up to other services, isn't it? In, the, in their local community that they might be able to access to get them through because yeah, tensions rise, don't they? And that's when we see that reactive response that can sometimes trigger a safeguarding or people are using drugs or alcohol to numb the pain, to manage the feelings. And again, which can lead to sort of safeguarding referrals. So it's how can we support earlier? Linking people up, it's using your networks and using the services that are already there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and there are lots of things out there. You know, there are there are things out there and there's conversations to be had. Um, and, and something like you said before, it's about planning. Um, if you know that this time of year is difficult for whatever reasons, you know, maybe last year and the year before were quite difficult. What is it that, that make it more difficult? What are the behaviours that happened that made it a really unpleasant experience for everybody last year? And who's doing what this year to make sure the same stuff doesn't happen? So getting that plan around, using those resources and communities, networks that you talked about just there, who's going to do what? Um, and give yourself an escape route because I think we said it in our last podcast, you put so much pressure on yourself when it's Christmas time and when it doesn't always live up to how you want it to be, you get disappointed in people. Absolutely. And we all need a break, don't we? It wouldn't surprise oh, me if over the Christmas time I text you and say, fancy a mental health walk. Because sometimes <laughs> it is just getting out, being with someone different, having a bit of a of a rant, fresh air, and then going back and being able to face it a little less overwhelmed. 
Yeah. So everybody needs to look after themselves because when you do that as well, you reduce the likelihood of burnout or increased uh, safeguarding concerns. Um, you know, and it's such a it is such a difficult time of year as well as a wonderful time of year. Um, and there'll be lots of families experiencing absolutely magical moments. Um, but sometimes magical moments also include other family members that might be over worry. That might be including you just mentioned um, people numbing the pain. We know that everybody increases their alcohol consumption over the festive period or everybody that celebrates within the festive period um, increases their consumption. You know, that's a worry as well. Um, and again, it's just planning. Nobody's saying don't have a good time, but who's doing what to make sure that this doesn't land in a safeguarding issue? Um, and who's having those conversations and doing that planning? And I am laughing because none of you can see, but but Vicky has, are they dealy boppers? Is that what we call them? Oh, I don't um, know. Just little Christmas trees bopping on my head. Yeah, she's got dealy boppers on her head. So uh, she's got festive Christmas trees wobbling around as she has this conversation. And I, I'm finding it hard to take her, difficult, uh, take her serious now. <laughs> Trying to get into the festive spirit. Absolutely. What do you hope for for everybody that's listening? Um, you know, our I think we're 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 meeting up with some festive friends closer to uh, the big day to do another little podcast joined with yes. uh, some of our colleagues. Um, but in terms of better me, better us, we probably won't be touching base no, with our podcast until the new year mm. when it's twenty twenty four. And we are doing safeguarding training later in the week, which is why safeguarding has been on our minds. Um, and again, for those of you that are, are listening, we are looking forward to seeing our colleagues. Actually, no, we'll, what I should say now is uh, thank you very much to everybody that turned up on Friday because we're yeah. recording this, <laughs> aren't we? Um, on the, the week before, it'll be uh, going live. Um, and we're doing some safeguarding training on Friday with some um, colleagues who work in a therapeutic space. But thinking about 2024, what are your hopes for the, the new year, for the podcast, for A&F followers? I think from a Better Me, Better Us perspective, it's just having more conversations. I have thoroughly enjoyed talking and connecting to more people this year. Yeah. Because from every person that I interact with, I'm still learning and it's getting that different perspective, different lens, and it's growing our knowledge, isn't it? Which I don't think we should ever stop learning. So I just hope to do more of that in 2024. And I hope that Better Me, Better Us, I know, like you've said, we're doing some face-to-face training in December, but we are going to do a mixture in 2024 of online, face-to-face, and it's just getting out there, getting out the Northeast as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's been great to build, like you said, actually, just there, really connecting. Um, we've had a lot more conversations since we've done uh, started doing the podcast. Um, so we'd like to say thank you to Alan Scott for uh, inviting us to join them on their platform as well, um, because we've we've gained a new audience as well as mm-hmm. the, the people that already followed us. And it's just linking up with people that enjoy having conversations. Um, around humans, around relationships, around safeguarding, around connections, around making the world a better place, hopefully, without getting too cheesy for my best hopes for 2024. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's a nice way to round it up, isn't it? And if nothing else, we hope everybody has a safe Christmas yeah. and it is whatever you need it to be. Yeah. And all the best for 2024. And we uh, really hope that you continue to join us 
um, and tell your friends to join us as well um, because we just want to speak to more people and reach talking. out and connect <laughs> and keep talking. Yeah, apparently we we like doing it. And I don't think we said too many absolutes tonight. It no, was I've really future. consciously watched myself and I've said definitely quite a few times instead. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Um, Merry Christmas, Feliz Navidad, happy festive season, um, happy end of year, happy new year to those of you that focus more on the new year as well. We wish you and your families all of the best uh, for 2024 and look forward to connecting to you soon. Cheers. Absolutely. See you soon. Bye. Bye.